Now we're taking up where we left off in the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Adi Lila, chapter 2, text number 97. Krishna Rasarupera Hoy, Shadvida Bilash, Prabhava, Bhai Bhava, Rupe, Dvi, Bida, Prakash. The personality of Godhead Sri Krishna enjoys himself in six primary expansions. His two manifestations are Prabhava and Bhaibhava. Purport. Now the author of Sri Chaitanya Chaitamrita turns to a description of the personality of Godhead Krishna in his innumerable expansions. The Lord primarily expands himself in two categories, namely Prabhava and Bhaibhava. The Prabhava forms are fully potent like Sri Krishna in the Bhaibhava forms are partially potent. The Prabhava forms are manifested in relation with potencies, but the Bhaibhava forms are manifested in relation with excellences. The potent Prabhava manifestations are also of two varieties, temporary and eternal. The Mohini, Hongsa, and Shukla forms are manifested only temporarily in terms of a particular age. Among the other Prabhavas, who are not very famous according to the material estimation are Dhanvantari, Rishabha, Vyasa, Dattatreya, and Kapila. Among the Bhaibhava Prakash forms are Kurma, Matsya, Narayana, Varaha, Hayagriva, Prishnigarbha, Baladeva, Yajna, Vibhu, Satyasena, Hari, Baikunta, Ajita, Vamana, Sarvabhoma, Rishabha, Vishwaksena, Dharmasetu, Sudhama, Yogeshvara, and Brihadbhanu. Anksha Shaktyavesha Rupe Dvi Vidavatar Dvidavatara Bhalya Bhoganda Dharma Dvita Prakar. His incarnations are of two kinds, namely partial and empowered. He appears in two ages, childhood and boyhood. The Bilas forms are six in number. Incarnations are of two varieties, namely Shaktyavish, empowered, and Angshavish, partial. These incarnations also come within the category of Prabhava and Vaibhava manifestations. Childhood and boyhood are two special features of the personality of Godhead Sri Krishna, but his permanent feature is his eternal form as an adolescent youth. The original personality of Godhead Sri Krishna is always worshipped in this eternal adolescent form. Kishora Swarupa Krishna Swayam Avatari Krida Kari Echai Rupe Bishwabhari. The personality of Godhead Sri Krishna, who is eternally an adolescent, is the primeval Lord, the source of all incarnations. He expands himself in these six categories of forms to establish his supremacy throughout the universe. E choi rupe hoi ananta bibed ananta rupe ek rup nahi kichu bed 
in these six kinds of forms there are innumerable varieties. Although they are many, they are all one. There is no difference between them. Purport. The personality of God had manifests himself in six different features. Prabhava, two, one. Prabhava, two, Bhaibhava, three, empowered incarnations, four, partial incarnations, five, childhood, and six, boyhood. The personality of God at Sri Krishna, whose permanent feature is adolescence, enjoys his transcendental proclivities by performing pastimes in these six forms. In these six features, there are, there are unlimited divisions of the personality of Godhead's forms. The jivas, or living beings, are differentiated parts and parcels of the Lord. They are all diversities of the one without a second, the supreme personality of Godhead. Chit shakti sarup shakti antaranga nam tahara bhaibhava antara baikuntari dham the Chit Shakti, which is also called Swarup Shakti or Antaranga Shakti, displays many varied manifestations. It sustains the kingdom of God and its paraphernalia. Maya Shakti Bahiranga Jagat Karan Tahar Bhai Baba Anta Brahmandera Gano the external energy called Maya Shakti is the cause of innumerable universes with varied material potencies. Jiva Shakti Tatashtakya Jiva Shakti Tatashtakya Nahi Jara Anto Mukyatino Shakti Taro Bibhed Ananto the marginal potency which is between these two consists of the numberless living beings. These are the three principal energies which have unlimited categories and subdivisions. Purport. The internal potency of the Lord which is called Shit Shakti or Antaranga Shakti exhibits variegatedness in the transcendental Vaikuntha cosmos. Besides ourselves, there are unlimited numbers of li liberated living beings who associate with the personality of Godhead in his innumerable features. The material cosmos displays the external energy in which the conditioned living beings are provided all liberty to go back to the personality of Godhead after leaving the material tabernacle. The Shweta Shwetaru Upanishad informs us Natasyakaryam Karanam Javidyate the Supreme Lord is one without a second. He has nothing to do personally, nor does he have material senses. No one is equal to him or greater than him. He has unlimited, variegated potencies of different names, which exist within him as autonomous attributes and provide him full knowledge, power, and pastimes. That verse perfectly sums up what we've been hearing. Text 104. E swarup gano aro teen shakti sabhara ashraya krishna krishne sabhara stiti 
These are the principal manifestations and expansions of the personality of Godhead and his three energies. They are all emanations from Sri Krishna, the transcendence. They have their existence in him. Jajjapi Brahmananda Ganera Purusha Ashrayo She Purushari Sabhara Krishna Mulashraya Although the three Purushas are the shelter of all the universes, Lord Krishna is the original source of the Purushas. Swayam Bhagavan Krishna Krishna Sarvashraya Parama Ishvara Krishna Sarva Shastrekai Thus the Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is the original primeval Lord, the source of all other expansions. All the revealed scriptures accept Sri Krishna as the Supreme Lord. Ishvara Parama Krishna Sakchirananda Vigraha Anadir Adir Govinda Sarvakarana Karanam Krishna, who is known as Govinda, is the Supreme Controller. He has an eternal, blissful, spiritual body. He is the origin of all. He has no other origin, for he is the prime cause of all causes. Purport. This is the first verse of the fifth chapter of the Brahma Sanghita. Text 108. Eshab Siddhanta Tumi Jana Bhala Mate Tabu Purva Pakke Karo Ama Chalaite You know all the conclusions of the scriptures very well. You create these logical arguments just to agitate me. Purport, a learned man who has thoroughly studied the scriptures cannot hesitate to accept Sri Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If such a man argues about this matter, certainly he must be doing so to agitate the minds of his opponents. She Krishna Avatari Rajendra Kumar Apani Chaitanya Rupe Koila Avatar. That same Lord Krishna, the fountainhead of all incarnations, is known as the son of the king of Braja. He has descended personally as Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Ataiva Chaitanya Gosai Paratato Sima Tare Shirodai Shai Kait Ki Tar Mahima. Therefore, Lord Chaitanya is the supreme absolute truth. To call him Kirdakshai Vishnu does not add to his glory. Sheta Bhaktera Bhakya Nahi Vyabachari Shakala Sambhave Tante Jate Avatari. But such words from the lips of a sincere devotee cannot be false. All possibilities abide in him, for he is the primeval Lord. Avatarira dehi shab avatarira stiti Keho kon mate kahe jemana jar mati All other incarnations are situated in potential form in the original body of the primeval Lord. Thus, according to one's opinion, one may address him as any one of the incarnations. Purport. 
It is not contradictory for a devotee to call the Supreme Lord by any one of the various names of his plenary expansions, because the original personality of Godhead includes all such categories. Since the plenary expansions exist within the original person, one may call him by any of these names. And Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat, Madhya 6.95, Lord Chaitanya says, I was lying asleep in the ocean of milk, but I was awakened by the call of Nada, Sri Advaita Prabhu. Here the Lord refers to his form as Shirdakshai Vishnu. Krishnake kahai keha nara narayan keho kahe krishna hoi sakshat vaman. Some say that Sri Krishna is directly Naranarayan. Others say that he is directly Vaman. Keho kahe Krishna shira doi shai avatar asambhava nahe satya vachana shabar. Some say that Krishna is the incarnation of Shirdakshai Vishnu. None of these statements is impossible. Each is as correct as the others. Purport. The Laghu Bhagavatam Rita 5.383 states, Ateva Puranandao Kechin Nara Sakat Matam Mahindranu Chatam Kechit Kechit Shirabdi Shayitam Sahasra Shir Shatam Kechit Kechit Baikunta Natatam Bruyu Krishna Simunayas Tattad Vrityanugamina. According to the intimate relationships between Sri Krishna, the primeval Lord, and his devotees, the Puranas describe him by various names. Sometimes he is called Narayan, sometimes Upendra, Vaman, the younger brother of Indra, king of heaven, and sometimes Shirdakshai Vishnu. Sometimes he is called called the thousand-hooded Sheshanaga, and sometimes the Lord of Vaikuntha. Keho kahe para byome narayan hari shakala sambhave krishne jate avatari. Narayana hari. Some call him hari, or the narayan of the transcendental world. Everything is possible in Krishna, for he is the primeval Lord. Shab Shotra Ganera Kari Charan Vandan E Shab Shidhanta Shuni Kari Akman. I offer my obeisances unto the feet of all who hear or read this discourse. Kindly hear with attention the conclusion of all these statements. Purport Prostrating himself at the feet of his readers, the author of Sri Chaitanya Chartamrita entreats them in all humility to hear with rapt attention these conclusive arguments regarding the absolute truth. One should not fail to hear such arguments, for only by such knowledge can one perfectly know Krishna. Shuddhanta baliya chittena kara alash, iha hoite krishna lagi sudrud manash. A sincere student should not neglect the discussion of such conclusions, considering them controversial, for such discussions strengthen the mind. Thus one's mind becomes attached to Sri Krishna. Purport, there are many students who, in spite of reading the Bhagavad Gita, misunderstand Krishna because of imperfect knowledge and conclude him to be an ordinary historical personality. This one must not do. One should be particularly careful to understand the truth about Krishna. 
If because of laziness one does not come to know Krishna conclusively, one will be misguided about the cult of devotion. Like those who declare themselves advanced devotees and imitate the transcendental symptoms sometimes observed in liberated souls. Although the use of thoughts and arguments is a most suitable process for inducing an un uninitiated person to become a devotee, neophytes in devotional service must always alertly understand Krishna through the vision of the revealed scriptures, the bona fide devotees, and the spiritual master. Unless one hears about Sri Krishna from such authorities, one cannot make advancement in devotion to Sri Krishna. The revealed scriptures mention nine means of attaining devotional service, of which the first and foremost is hearing from authority. The seed of devotion cannot sprout unless watered by the process of hearing and chanting. One should submissively receive the transcendental messages from spiritually advanced sources and chant the very same messages for one's own benefit as well as the benefit of one's audience. When Prama described the situation of pure devotees freed from the culture of empiric philosophy and fruit of actions, he recommended the process of hearing from persons who are on the path of devotion. Following in the footsteps of such liberated souls who are able to vibrate real who are able to vibrate real transcendental sound. I'll start over. Following in the footsteps of such liberated souls who are able to vibrate real transcendental sound can lead one to the highest stage of devotion and thus one can become a Mahabhagavata. From the teachings of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Sanatana Goswami, Madhya 2265, we learn, A person who is expert in understanding the conclusion of the revealed scriptures and who fully surrenders to the cause of the Lord is actually able to deliver others from the clutches of material existence. Srila Rupa Goswami in his Upadashamrita 3 advises that to make rapid advancement in the cult of devotional service, one should be very active and should persevere in executing the duties specified in the revealed scriptures and confirmed by the spiritual master. Accepting the path of liberated souls and the association of pure devotees enriches such activities. Imitation devotees who wish to advertise themselves as elevated Vaishnavas and who therefore imitate the previous Acharyas but do not follow them in principle are condemned in the words of Srimad Bhagavatam 2.3.24 as stone-hearted. Srila Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur has commented on their stone-hearted condition as follows. Bahur, bahir Ashrupulu Palu Kayo Sator Api Yadridhayam Na Vikrita Tad Ashma Sharam Iti Kanishtari Karinam Eva Ashru Pulakari Matve Pi Ashma Sara Hridayataya Nindaisha. Those who shed tears by practice but whose hearts have not changed are to be known as stone-hearted devotees of the lowest grade. Their imitation crying induced by artificial practice is always condemned. The desired change of heart referred to above is visible in the reluctance to do anything not congenial to the devotional way. Very important. 
The desired change of heart referred to above is visible in the reluctance to do anything not congenial to the devotional way. There's oftentimes a speculation about who might be a perfected devotee, who might be on what level or another, but <laughs> one has to um, gravitate towards verifiable symptoms of advancement. And one of them is mentioned here, which is that those who are engaged in the practice of devotional service are reluctant to do anything that's not in relationship to Krishna. This is mentioned also in the Bhagavatam, Bhakti Parishanu Bhavu Virakti Ranyata Traisha Trike Kakala, Prapadya Manasya Yatashnata Sus Tushti Pushti Shudapayonugasam, that when one uh, eats food, he becomes nourished, satisfied, and hunger goes away. And similarly, if one is actually surrendering, following the process properly, then there's bhakti, parushanu bhava, and virakti, means anyatra, anyatatra. Uh, virakti means detachment from all things that are not related to Krishna. Can you point out where I was, please? The desired change of heart referred to above is visible in the reluctance to do anything not congenial to the devotional way. Power. power. Thank you. That's a power phrase. To create such a change of heart, conclusive discussion about Sri Krishna and his potencies is absolutely necessary. To create a change of heart, conclusive discussion about Sri Krishna and his potencies is absolutely necessary, conclusive. False devotees may think that simply shedding tears will lead one to transcendental plane, even if one has not had a factual change of heart, but such a practice is useless if there's no transcendental realization. False devotees lacking the conclusion of transcendental knowledge think that artificially shedding tears will deliver them. Similarly, other false devotees think that studying books of the previous acharyas is unadvisable, like studying dry empiric philosophies. But Srila Jiva Goswami, following the previous acharyas, has inculcated the conclusions of the scriptures in the six theses called Shatsandharvas. False devotees who have very little knowledge of such conclusions of the scriptures in the six theses called Sansadharvas. False devotees who have very little knowledge of such conclusions fail to achieve pure devotion for want of zeal. Poetry. False devotees who have, no, who have very little knowledge of such conclusions fail to achieve pure devotion for want of zeal in accepting the favorable directions for devotional service given by self-realized devotees. Such false devotees are like impersonalists who also consider devotional service no better than ordinary fruitive actions. Okay, a couple questions. Question, Rupa Manjari Dasi. What are excellences 
this is not a word that, that we use often. It has to do with Shakti Avesh. The Avesh, there are ways in which Krishna shows his special opulences or his uh, powers. He empowers certain people with certain opulences. Shukeshri 97, Prabhava, Vaibhava, and Prakash. Can you explain them, please? Uh, it takes a while to explain these types of things. They're very detailed. It's like studying calculus or something, but I'll read you a purport from the... from the uh, Lagu Bhagavatamrita. This is from part one, chapter, uh, text number 17. Part one, chapter one, text number 17. The Shwangsha, the form similar to the velocity expansions but displaying less potency is called Shwangsha. Among the Shwangshas are Sankarshan, Matsya, and others, each of whom appears in his own abode. I picked this purport because it has some general principles for understanding the varieties within the manifestations of Krishna. The Shwamsha expansions of Godhead like the Vilas forms are essentially non-different from the original Swayam Rupa. In each of his personal forms, God is never less than the complete whole. But the Shwamsha expansions may seem, may seem lesser because they refrain from exhibiting all of their potencies. Srila Baladeva addresses a possible objection. Actually, it goes into much more detail. But Prabhava are manifestations, uh, direct, what we call direct manifestations of Krishna, and Bhaibhava expansions have some uh, slight difference. For instance, um, Baladev is just like Krishna, only he's different in that he's white as explained elsewhere in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And uh, these are called Baibhava and Prabhava. And uh, I promise you I'll go into more detail. Uh, I'll leave various distinctions at another time since this is a short class, but we can have a very uh, detailed point-by-point. Uh, point. Shakti Veshavatar from Mayapur Bihari. I sometimes find it a little strange that Shakti Veshavatar are talked at the same level as uh, Vishnu, Vishnu Avatar. The whole idea is that a Jiva cannot be Supreme Lord and can only be a servant. How can one be a Jiva? Howsoever empowered she may be, be ranked among Vishnu Avatars. Well, it is Krishna's magnanimity that he can make any Jiva empowered still. Why do we consider an empowered jiva as Vishnu avatar? Who said that's a Vishnu avatar? They're, they're um, distinguished. Uh, I mean, if you start from the point that Advaya Gyan Tattva, Krishna's one truth, but he divides himself into various features and varieties. And so you're talking about the same person but in various forms and parts and parcels and as far as Shaktyavesha avatars if Krishna desires to manifest his potency within a particular living entity that's his prerogative and that living entity can do wonderful things although the distinction is still there because that's what we're doing here making distinctions within the oneness
And that's a distinction that Krishna empowered such a person to do something. So there are various levels of empowerment. And as a general term, the Avesh is, is anyone who has obviously been empowered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead to do something wonderful that uh, nobody else could do. For instance, it's been suggested a uh, Prabhupada's godbrother, Srila Sridhar Maharaj, talking about Prabhupada, his godbrother said, Prabhupada is an Avesh incarnation. Someone asked, what kind of Avesh? He said, Nityananda Avesh, because he came into the most fallen, to the most fallen and delivered them, and like nobody else could do. It was, uh, obviously an empowered activity. And others are empowered to do various other things. But a Vishnu Tattva is always Vishnu Tattva, and a Jiva who's empowered is called, therefore, a different name, which is an Avesh. It's mentioning that it's a person, uh, or it's a Jiva, but very empowered. Rupa Manjari said, following up on my question in the Veda base, I can only find it here, which is where it seems to refer to 64 qualities. I can't copy from there, so I can't see that. Uh, Namrata uh, says, uh, asks a question, what is the reason that Jayadev Goswami highlighted specifically the Dashavatar or 10 incarnations? Is there a specific significance of these 10? Well, there have been various uh, commentaries on this. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur gave what I consider the most interesting of them, and he talks about how in fact, he was, uh, it's from a lecture where he was speaking to some scientists about evolution. He was saying, actually, you can see the process of evolution through the various manifestations of the personality of Godhead, starting first as a fish, and then he becomes a tortoise, and then he becomes a, um, what do you have, fish, tortoise, then what? Can somebody just speak up so I can hear everyone's muted? No, I can't hear you. Then half man, half lion. And then uh, then uncivilized man like Parusharam comes with his chopper. <laughs> so he's describing like this, the various levels of the personality of God and showing how uh, the process of, of evolution, but showing it from the point of view of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The reason that uh, Prabhupada mentions that Jayadev Goswami mentions these, the Dasha Avatar in the first place, and uh, as is mentioned in the Bhagavatam, incidentally, there are unlimited manifestations of the Lord, but these, are, as Prabhupada used in the purport, just as we are reading, the most famous, so they become very famous for particular uh, pastimes. But uh, Jayadev Goswami has included them in the beginning of his book called Gita Govinda, which is about the intimate pastimes of Radha and Krishna. And he wanted to remind the reader that we're talking about these Supreme Personality of Godhead, not some ordinary uh, boy and girl.
Namrata paraphrase, alertly understand Krishna through the vision of the revealed scriptures. Mayank, another, alertly understand Krishna through the vision. Yes, that's very good. Thank you. Uh, Mayank paraphrase, the, the desired change of heart referred to above is visible in the reluctance to do anything not congenial to the devotional way. Yeah, that's beautiful. Just as it is. We can take that one wherever we go. Danavari. <clears throat> can you please explain the artificial way of practicing bhakti a little bit more, please? Well, an example was given by one of our acharyas. He said, one time a young woman went to the maternity ward. She was very much desirous of, she was desirous of having a child. And she went to the a maternity ward. She was in the waiting room and she heard a woman who was in labor giving birth to a child and the woman was in pain who was giving birth and so she was crying out in a certain way uh, as she was giving birth. So this younger woman who was not pregnant at all went home and then uh, every day she would cry out in the same way as she heard this woman giving birth because she thought, well, this will give birth to a child. So I heard her crying, therefore I'll cry like that and also give birth to a child. So our Acharya said that this is the idea behind the, or the methodology of those who are artificially trying to cultivate Krishna consciousness just by showing some sentiment. I, I, when I used to walk around Govardhan every day in Kartik, then I, I saw this man, he used to come around all the time and he was always weeping, weeping, weeping. And um, there's, uh, there's a class of people, they think, if they just show the symptoms, then they'll become advanced. And they eschew reading Shastras because they say, this is all just intellectualism. We're into the, the emotion of Krishna consciousness, not all these things Jiva Goswami wrote like epistemology and the Tattva Sandharva and all the philosophy that he gave us as a framework for understanding who the Supreme Personality of Godhead is through categories, which is really Sambandagyan. So then uh, <clears throat> these people just uh, become sentimentalists. They don't actually make progress on the path of Krishna consciousness. And as Prabhupada pointed out many times, they, t they tend towards uh, sense gratification because then they think that mistakenly because they don't understand the position of the personality of Godhead that they can imitate his pastimes as well. And they also think that that will do something to help them advance in Krishna consciousness. Then uh, Srivata has a reflection. Hearing Prabhupada talk about the absolute necessity of understanding Krishna and his potencies as they are, as they are reminded me of Bhagavad Gita 1855, Krishna can be known as he is through devotional service and by doing so one is allowed into the kingdom of God. Yes, uh, Mahaprabhu used to quote the verse, Naya, Nayam Sukapo Bhagavan Dehinam Gopikasuta Gyaninam Chapmabhutanam Yata Bhakti Matam Iha. He says, he's, he, he said this several times that uh, 
There's no process which is as effective as bhakti. And, of course, the process which he taught means to become an anuragi, to follow in the footsteps of the residents of Vrindavan. And for us, it specifically means to follow in the footsteps of Rupa and Sanatan, because they are manjaris in the spiritual world. But what do they do here in the material world? They practiced very strict uh, bhakti. They chanted by counting how many rounds they were doing. They also uh, read and uh, wrote many books. They established temples. They did practical work with their senses. And Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur points out that when we follow in the footsteps of the inhabitants of Vrindavan, we should follow in the footsteps of those inhabitants who have manifested themselves here in this world. And to that end, we also follow, of course, follow our Acharya, Srila Prabhupada, his mood and method is also following in the footsteps. So, Nayam Sukapa Bhagavan Dehinam Gopikasita, there are people who are on the bodily conception of life, Dehinam, they think they're their body, Gopikasita, uh, Gyaninam, those are Gyanis, they try to speculate, and Prabhupada alluded to the verse earlier from Brahma where he says, Gyane Prayasam Murapasya Namante Eva Jivanti San Mukaritam Bhavadiya Vartam Stani Stita Shutigatam Tanuvan Manobir Ye Prayaso Jitta Jito Pyasitais Trilokyam. Brahma is saying here that uh, don't try to understand God by your speculative powers. Um, you should give that up completely, he said. In fact, Brahma's done it because he's very intelligent, most intelligent. He has extra uh, space, foreheads, and uh, more than a Pentium chip. And so he studied the Vedas three times. First time he understood karma, second time he understood jnana, third time he understood bhakti. That means bhakti. In any case, after he was outdone by the little cowherd boy who showed that you're a little glowworm compared to the sun when you compare your power to mine. Brahma completely surrendered to Krishna, a little cowherd boy, and said, don't try to understand him with your speculation. Rather, stane stita shutigatam tanavanmir. Manobhir, he, he, he pointed to the practice that we're engaged in, which is to hear. Stay in your position, whatever it is. Stane stita, shutigatam tanuvan manobhir. With body, mind, and words, you should worship the vibration that comes from the Bhagavatam and uh, from the lips of the pure devotees. And uh, when you hear in parampara, then um, he says, you will come to the perfect stage of, of uh, being an intimate associate of Krishna. How intimate? Jita jito. The ajita, Krishna, becomes conquered by your love that you'll develop by hearing and chanting. And if you have anartas, those anartas will be digested. They'll be dissolved by the process of bhakti, especially by hearing just as the food we take into our stomach is gradually di di digested by the uh, stomach acids and so forth. 
So this is Kapila Dev says, practice devotional service. Devahuti said, I don't, uh, I don't know if I'll be successful because it, it really seems like I'm my body. And I've been, it seems like I've been in this mentality for a long, long time. And it seems impossible to get out of this. And again, Kapila Dave here says, keep hearing. And then he says, hear for a long time and continue the process. And as Prabhupada writes in the light of the Bhagavat, it will come of its own force. Believe in the vibration. It's powerful. It's so powerful, we can't even imagine. Vikriti tam vraja vidurbhidrahamcha vishnu shadhanvito nashunu yadatavarna yedya. Just by hearing, Vikriti tam vraja vidurbhidrahamcha vishnu shadhanvito nashunu yadatavarna yedya. Bhakti param pratilabdya kamam hridrogam ashvapahinot yacharena dira. Vikriti tam vraja vidurbhidrahamcha vishnu By hearing about Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan with the gopis, Shradhanvito, if you have the proper framework, Shradhanvito means you have to be in, you have to understand these are not ordinary. You have to have the, you, you have to have Sambandha Gyan and the nine cantos of the Bhagavatam in order. Before you go into that, Shradhanvito Nishrinuyad Antavaranayad Bhaktim Param, he says, you'll attain the highest level of bhakti. Bhakti Param Bhagavati. Pratilabhyakama, and you'll also be able to overcome kama, which means uh, the lust that one has uh, naturally embedded in one's senses that, that connects one to the material world. And he said that by the process of hearing about this, you'll, you'll be able to overcome the dread disease of the heart, which is lust, which is a big mistake. And it, and it just is an entanglement that um, keeps us perpetually in the material world, but you can overcome it by the vibration of hearing about Krishna. So jnaninam chatmabhutanam, don't become a jnani, and don't become a big yogi either. It doesn't, it won't help. Jnaninam chatmabhutanam, even if you're a jnani or a big yogi, yata bhakti matam ihad. Nothing is as powerful as the process of bhakti. Uh, Bhagavatam says in Mahaprabhu, um, advertise that verse. He said it many times. So we should take uh, shelter of the process of bhakti, especially shravanam kirtanam. Then we have Srivatsa. Is it another reflection? Or did I already read that one? Hearing Prabhupada talk about the necessity of Krishna and his potencies as they are Yes, we got that one. Aparagarangi, Aparagarangi says, uh, Antaranga Shakti sustains the kingdom of God in its paraphernalia. Yes, everything uh, is uh, supported by Krishna's unlimited potencies. Parasya Shakti Vivadaiva And Balaram question in the purport of text 103 of our reading, Srila Prabhupada quotes the Shritash Vataru Upanishad, 6H, which mentions. He has unlimited variegated potencies of different names which exist within him as autonomous attributes and provide him full knowledge, power, and pastimes. He, he, uh, yeah, what does it mean he has autonomous 
attributes. It means that they're not subject to the laws of material nature, and he can do whatever he wants at any time. He's known as Satya Sankalpa. Whatever Krishna desires manifests, comes true. As he's, he's not bound to any other law. He's the supreme, as <laughs> Srila Bhaktisiddhanta is a supreme autocrat. <laughs> yeah, he's unlimitedly powerful. He can do whatever he wants at any time. He's autonomous. And then Namrata, question. What is the name of the commentary of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur on the Dash Avatar? Oh, did I say that there was a commentary by Bhakti Siddhanta and Dasha Avatar? I was saying that it's a, you know, it's it's a um, a book by. Um, what did I say? I said that uh, Gita Govinda is written by Jayadev Goswami, and that Srila Prabhupada had told us that the reason he put that uh, Dasha Avatar Stotram at the front. Is so we don't mistake it to be ordinary pastimes. That was uh, Namrata. You wanted to clarify? Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, sorry. I think I I misheard that. I thought you said it was a commentary, um, but I'll go back and listen to it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. You're welcome. Thank you. Then uh, Shamalungi says uh, this is regarding the Siddhanta Bali verse. Oh, good. One of my favorite verses. Sometimes we tend to get into controversies with close relatives who, even though pious, may not consider Krishna as supreme. Are we supposed to discuss Krishna with devotees only? Well, certainly is more uh, congenial. Well, not always, actually. <laughs> it depends. You know, um, what's the use of preaching to somebody who doesn't want to hear? Or we, you know, the operation was successful, but the patient died. The, th the point is, we're trying to actually uh, help people advance in Christian consciousness. So if you notice that when you're conversing with people or trying to inculcate Siddhanta into somebody who doesn't want to hear it and just keeps supporting their cause more and more, and it doesn't help to raise your voice. Uh, I found just a very practical way. I'm just thinking practically with my parents. They were both professors. They both valued their intellects and and the, all their intellectual associates and everything like that and when it came to me worshiping a personal blue god who played a flute i mean my mother thought that the whole thing was very interesting sociologically <laughs> and my father asked me once nobody else in our and our family ever needed god what happened to you and so, uh, you know, that was the level we were on it. And it was not uh, fruitful for me to press things, which I did in the beginning because my mother saved my letters that I sent her where I um, insisted they understand the Siddhanta, and um, they didn't. However, uh, as um, Nirkula and I spent more time with them, I think actually Nirkula probably changed their heart more than I did. Uh, you know, they first of all, thought after I was a brahmachari for 13 years and I got married that I finally came to my senses and joined the human race. And then, you know, they, they met a devotee woman that they could relate to as, as, you know, their own. And, you know, they just 
they started becoming, you know, letting their guard down, which was a big mistake because both, <laughs> both of them got affected by it, especially my mother uh, at the very end, who, who actually became a devotee. And, and so I saw that, you know, it happens by, more by uh, association and being just a normal person and kind and giving prasadam and doing your thing and they can watch it but don't try to impress it too hard if they're not open for Siddhanta. You can tell if a re relative or a friend is open for Siddhanta if they ask you a question. That's a, usually a really good sign. <laughs> and if they don't, and you start giving voluntary information, um, you know, very quickly they can close down. In the Bhagavad Gita 17th chapter, 13th chapter, Krishna talks about the fact that there are some people that are open to hearing from authorities. And when they hear from you, they'll become advanced very quickly. They'll come to understand the super soul, he says. But others who are very closed down may require some uh, roundabout way. Uh, kindness, prasadam, association. One of um, Keshav Bharti Maharaj's, he was uh, in Texas many years ago and he was giving classes and so forth. And since he, he's a very attractive preacher, you know, people sit with him and they just say, I can, I can do this. And they want to become devotees. And there was uh, this woman who was a scientist. And she was coming and her, um, her family freaked out that she was coming to the Hare Krishna temple. And really thought, you know, they were really trying to dissuade her. But she was really attracted to the message. Then she was taking a cooking class with some of the devotee women there in Dallas who were very saintly, Takuranis. And... Um, uh, her daughter uh, went to pick up her mom there, I think, and um, she was the most against her mother going to a cult and being around these people. So somehow or other, she had to go to the door of this house where her mother was in taking a cooking class and, uh, you know, get her to come out to get in the car. And so she went there and the, the devotee women invited her in, you know, come in, come in. And she came in and she was so impressed with them, with these ladies, with just their demeanor and how kind-hearted they were and the way they treated her, and please have this and take some of that. It was, there was no um, philosophy. <laughs> it was all just, you know, heartfelt kindness she was getting. And um, she changed her mind. She said, oh, after I met those people, then uh, I like Krishna. You know, it's okay. You can go there. So that this oftentimes is the, is the uh, deciding factor for people. So you have to be uh, strategic uh, for bringing out Siddhanta for people a little bit open. So Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Quick question. This is Dhanad Pranam. Um, I was just curious to know about uh, Adharjaya and Madharjaya, which how it deals with the uh, uh, the expansions like the Bhaibhava, Bilasha, Murti, or uh, the Prabhava Murti. So is it technically the same or only the Madhurjya is related to one aspect of this expansion you mentioned in the Chaitanya Charitamrita? Um, well, as is mentioned in the Chaitanya Bhagavat, uh, Lord Balaram has his own uh, Rasa dance, but that's a very esoteric topic. 
and he's uh, a different expansion. Um, but I, I, th I think that will require a little more research to answer. No problem. Thank you. I will take Yeah, we have a box there next to these questions marked for research. So rather than giving you a cursory answer, I'll just, I'll, sure. I'll give you a more complete answer later. Next, next time we'll hear. Yeah, next time. Thank you, Bali Prabhu. And here we are with, is that little green box marking where we are? We're at Rishesh Freelila. Yes, Maharaj. Thank you, thank you. How do we understand mixed devotees like Indra, Durvasamuni, and Srimad Bhagavatam? Are they eventually used as instruments to teach us the different categories of devotional services, pure and mixed? Do they eventually become pure devotees after learning their respective lessons by Lord's arrangement? Do they go back to Godhead or continue till they are further purified? Well, first of all, with Indra, Indra is a post, and various living entities take that post. It's just a, a risky post because it's the kingdom of heaven, and uh, it's a when Bogaishvarya prasaktanam daya prahita chaitasam samadau navadiyate. It's very difficult to concentrate when you're surrounded by opulence and heavenly pleasure. That's why human beings have a better chance of becoming fully Krishna conscious because there's a, a combination of misery and a little bit of a uh, tinge of some <laughs> heavenliness anyway in California maybe but uh, uh, well they they just are mixed devotees they're described as Sakama devotees generally those in the heavenly planets and uh, of course Indra has a very intimate relationship with Krishna is described in the Shastras. But um, we find that even some that meet Krishna still require a more purification. So they're, they're described as mixed devotees, oftentimes, especially Indra, and his exploits are infamous in many ways. But he's, he's in the Bhagavatam. He's a, he's a great, great soul. So, um, Durvasa Muni, also a very mysterious character because you'll find that he's engaged in all kinds of pastimes that seem over the top and then he's also there in Vrindavan in the Gopal Tapani Upanishad. We find him as part of the Vrindavan Leela. So... All of them have their respective parts in either Krishna's Leela or serving Krishna in the material world, and eventually, yes, they become purified and go back to Godhead. We find even in the case of Prajapatis like Daka, Daksha, he was uh, you know, filled with anger, and he had um, many qualities that, were, that the Bhagavatam is showing to be uh, detrimental to advancement in devotional service, but after his whole pastime with Lord Shiva getting his head cut off, I mean, don't wait for your head to get cut off to get uh, humble. You could do it ahead of time. <laughs> he got his head cut off and then uh, replaced with the head of a goat. So uh, if you don't want that to happen, just become humble now. So, he, But he, he became purified, and he's also, in a way, very dear to the Lord. 
I just suffice it to say we're in an ideal situation here in the, on the planet Earth. Oh, my goodness. There's a few more questions. Let's see. Um, Sukesh uh, Sri Antariksha uh, says, um, sorry. Okay, here we are. Um, <clears throat> what happens to the holy doms like Vrindavan and Kailash, Lord Shiva's abode at the time of complete dissolution of this universe? Um, they're eternal abodes and they're always manifest. So even as you see the material world wound up, the, the uh, abodes themselves are uh, preserved on the transcendental plane. And when the material world's remanifested, they're again uh, remanifest in their respective places. And then uh, I think we have a lot more than we can cover because I think we're supposed to stop now. But I really appreciate so many nice questions. And some of the ones that we um, gave summary to, we can go back and look at. I just started that process recently because they're being preserved so nicely. And um, some of them need a little more uh, explication, explanation, and uh, we'll, we'll do that. So we'll, we'll keep going. And also, always, uh, I like to keep in mind, too, that any good hearing and, hearing and chanting session leaves us with more questions than, than answers. Because then you, that means you're going deeply into the subject. And that's what this means. Shadanta balayachita nakara alash iha hoite krishna lagej sudrud manash. I said it's one of my favorite verses. I was once in Jagannath Puri with two god brothers, and they were really having a big argument that uh, went on and on. It was kind of a philosophical argument. And uh, I don't like controversy so much, so I just said to my uh, godbrother I was with, uh, you know, why do you have to <laughs> keep at this, you know? And he turned to me and goes, Siddhanta Bolia Chittana Kara <laughs> She quoted that verse, and I always remember it after that. So, uh, and then, you know, I said, okay, I, I can understand why you're arguing. So... Yeah, it's important to go over again and again, as Prabhupada said, thoroughly threadbare. And uh, as we do, go through all the, the details of the discussion Krishna, there's a way in which the mind actually becomes attracted to the personality of Godhead. For one thing, uh, the Bhagavatam and the Chaitanya Charita, which is really non-different, uh, gives so many... Um, Ex, uh, descriptions of the opulence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as, as, it, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains later on. Or Kaviraj Goswami says that the mind becomes uh, purified by hearing of these opulences. And also, they're, they're so methodical and commonsensical in another way that uh, we begin to develop this uh, trust in what the Shastra is saying. That's very powerful to have that. And then um, also to hear the peculiarities and the, the, the uniqueness of Krishna and just the, the various things he said, his devotees said, and so forth, it actually uh, piques the uh, imagination and, the, and uh, we, we become more and more attached. So that it's a very powerful process hearing and chanting, and it's worth the time. And the more that one can spend at this, in a group, hearing and chanting, asking questions, and having them answered over time will uh, have its 
uh, ultimate effect, which is to remove the uh, anartas within the heart and also to uh, develop within us a positive attraction to Krishna. Past the anarta nivritti comes nishta, where one feels very firmly situated in devotional service, not pushed around by the senses at all. And then ruchi, where you've been rolling the rock uphill for a long time and now it's rolling down the other side on its own. It's just flowing. And then asakti, where there's this uh, absolute total dedication to the process, especially the sound vibration. It's like one's life and soul. And from that, uh, after a long time, after a long time of asakti comes bhava, because uh, Krishna doesn't very easily give away that uh, bhava unless one's absolutely fixed in the process of devotional service and especially hearing and chanting. Well, there it is. And we thank everyone very much. I thank everyone very much for coming here tonight. It's so, um, it's such a, a satisfying experience to be together and to beat the odds. We put up a pandemic and we'll work right around it. We don't care what you put up. We're going to work around it. We're going to go on hearing and chanting and distributing books. We see Gopal Champu Pabu. He lives in a book room. You can see him right there. He's leaning up against thousands and thousands of books. And um, we, will not, uh, we will not give up in any circumstance, whatever happens. Right? Everyone can give a thumbs up. Hari Hari. Thank you very much. Not to the Not to the Not to the Not to the Not to the